0: Hey, hey, fabulous friend. Welcome to She Commands the Stage Podcast. My name is Sheila and I am your host. And I'm so excited to be here with you today because I get to chat and introduce to you the amazing and one and only Tiffany Knapper. Tiffany, welcome. Thank you. It's so great to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes, I cannot wait for my people to hear you because you are just... You're amazing. Like I was looking at your about page um, yesterday and I was like, dang, this girl is accomplished. (laughs) I've done a few things. (laughs) You definitely have. Um, We're definitely going to dive into that more. But just for starters, would you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Yes, absolutely. I am a Louisiana gal and I'm a decade strong entrepreneur turned business coach And now I run the Upleveler Society, where I teach fellow creative businesswomen like myself how to basically run more sustainable businesses, make them more money, and have more joy in the journey.
0: Yes. And you did such a great job at that. I went to one of your events in Nashville, had such a great time. And also, you and I had coffee. And I just love your energy. There's something very calming about your presence, which I absolutely love. I love being around you. And so definitely, I think for a business coach, that's something that I look for, for sure. Yeah,
1: thank you. Um,
0: (laughs) Absolutely. So as I mentioned before, I mean, I was looking at your bio and very, very impressive. Um, But I'm just curious, because I was looking at your list, you know, Mm -hmm. like you worked with all these huge companies at at the end, Yamaha, right? Like working Mm -hmm. with big artists like John Legend and Elton John and all these people. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, obviously you have had great success in your career Mm -hmm. and then you go and pivot and you're like, you know what, I'm going to go and be an entrepreneur. I'm going to start my own business. So I would just love to know like what went into that thought process, like what made you make the jump and make that pivot?
1: Yeah, I think... A lot of things went into that thought process, Um, a lot and and not a lot in a way, uh, because I definitely just kind of made the leap without fully having a game plan. I never had a business plan, for example, Mm -hmm. but I made the leap because I felt, um, well, like a lot of people who've probably worked in a corporate environment, I felt very exhausted. I felt very overworked and undervalued. Mm -hmm. And I loved what I was doing, but there was a very clear ceiling. I was in such a unique role in a really unique department that was not very large. And there was a very clear ceiling for me. Mm -hmm. And so I just knew that I had more in me. I was still pretty young at the time. I was in maybe 29, 30 years old at the time when I decided to go out on my own. And I just knew I had a lot of life to give and a lot of life to live. And and that I wanted to kind of, you know, to be cliche, spread my wings. <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, and I say, you know, not a lot went into the decision in the sense of like, I like I said, I didn't really know what I didn't know, which was how to run a business. I just knew that I was good at what I did, that I had a lot of energy, that I'm a hard worker. And that I would land on my feet. I trusted I would land on my feet. I had always landed on my feet up until that point in my life. And I had taken lots of twists and turns. Um, so, yeah, I just kind of went out on my own to try to spread my wings and, mm-hmm. and do more in the world. I was doing a lot of PR and branding at the time.
0: That was my niche. I mm-hmm. love that. Yeah. So I'm curious, like was entrepreneurship all that you thought it was going to be or <laughs> everything and more. I think sometimes oh. we romanticize the idea of entrepreneurship and, um, and then, you know, like I know when I went from being a full-time speaker, I had a booking agent and all I had to do was just show up and mm-hmm. speak and then I went out on my own and quickly realized that I had to learn all these different things that I had to do that I was just not aware of before. Yeah, so. absolutely. There, are,
1: I, I hope if nothing else, with my voice in this role as a business coach, I'm able to to share, uh, shed a little light on others. For others on the fact that it is so much more than just doing what you're good at. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. When you decide
1: to become a business owner, when you decide to become an entrepreneur, you really do have to learn new skills and uh, and wear a lot of hats. And that was probably the biggest surprise for me. Again, it kind of just jumped in blindly. My mom and dad had both been entrepreneurs in some capacity throughout my life. We just didn't call it that back then. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, in fact, I remember being kind of embarrassed as a child that my dad has, had his own business I really thought that meant he, he, you know, for some reason that he was lesser than, which is
0: Mm -hmm.
1: me just being honest and sharing that. But I mean, obviously now I know better, but as a child, I was like, wait, my dad doesn't have a real job. I mean, we just didn't know entrepreneurship was not looked at like it is now. So I learned a lot the hard way just by jumping in. And I would say the biggest surprise for me was just the fact that you do have to learn how to uh, wear all these different hats or make enough money that you can hire them out. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, that was a big lesson for me and the personal growth component was a huge lesson for me.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I completely agree. I think those were my top two, Um, I think there's a gap between when you start as a business owner and, as you said, work your way to a place where you can hire those things out. But in the meantime, you have to learn to do those things. And I think for me, it was almost like an ego check as well because I was like, "Uh, you mean I have to pitch myself? Like people are not just going to flock to me and be a speaker. And then how many no's I got, like when I started to pitch myself, I was like, they don't want me. I'm so offended. <laughs> and then yes. I realized it's it's not about me. It's just that's how it works. It's a numbers game. Yeah.
1: And I think my PR background prepared me a little bit for the nose because I was used to pitching ideas on behalf of my clients and I expected a lot of nose. That was just part of the game, but it is so different when it's yourself, you're putting it on the line and you're yeah. putting out there and it feels really vulnerable. So um, mm. learning how to love the nose was a, was a, is still a huge component of my
0: of my journey. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. So obviously you are quite saturated in the world of you know being around business owners, being a business coach yourself, having a membership that you run. Um what do you see new and even seasoned entrepreneurs or business owners? What mistakes do you f- see them making? Like if you look maybe on social media or the people that you are coaching or consulting with what what would you say maybe is the number one thing that you see as a mistake that people make?
1: Yeah, I would say, oh gosh, it's going to be hard to pick one. <laughs> I'm going to do my best, but there's really two that are bubbling to the surface for me. Um, especially because I work mostly with creatives, people who run, whether it's in marketing or video or social media or art or photography, but some sort of creative endeavor. What we normally don't come with is a pedigree in math. <laughs> and so I would say one of the biggest um, things I see creep up over and over again is my clients, um, this this disdain, if you will, for the numbers and this uh, fear mentality around learning the numbers, knowing the numbers, getting comfortable with the no- numbers playing. I call it playing with the numbers so mm-hmm. that we kind of bring some levity to the situation. But I also was in this boat at one point in time. I had my head in the sand. I had spreadsheets, but I still kept my head in the sand quite a bit because I was so fearful of, of seeing what was really going on. Right. And mm-hmm. it did me no good, obviously. It does no one any good. So that'd be the biggest thing that I say crops up over and over again is just how do we get you more comfortable with the numbers? How do we get you to feel like, feel really confident about it and to, and to really start to learn to see them as your ally? Um, and not something to be afraid of. The thing, other thing that was kind of bubbling up is obviously I see this all the time, but this notion that you have to do it all by yourself, Mm -hmm. that you got to figure it all out by yourself, that you can't gasp, ask for help. Mm -hmm. So, um, I have a little phrase I say quite a bit that says help is not a four letter word. Because I just want people to realize that asking for help is a sign of bravery and no big dreams are made by a party of one. So that's the other thing that I see crop up over and over again is this mindset shift to, oh, it's okay to ask for help. It doesn't mean I'm not good enough. It doesn't mean I'm weak. It actually means I'm really brave.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I, I definitely agree. I think it can be become a lonely, very lonely journey quickly if we allow it because, because of that piece of not asking for help or even just not investing in like coaches and um, getting education. And so, yeah, I, I can, I can totally see that.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, What would you, would you have any advice for, for, um, maybe someone who's in their first three years of business um, on how to build a business that aligns very much with their life, with how they want to run their business. Because sometimes, again, this is something from talking from personal experience. Mm-hmm. I I ran in, in the first couple of years of my my um, business where I felt like, oh, I, I have to do business this way if I want it right. to be successful or I have to do it this way. Right. And then quickly realized that that just doesn't fit doesn't fit me and i was forcing something that was not working yeah. um so what advice would you have for someone who is like you know what i want to build a successful business but i want to do it on my own terms
1: sure um well i would say first and foremost um to get to to i don't know maybe create like a check in a regular check in quarterly, monthly, whatever works for you. But I would say create a check-in where you sit down and you say to yourself, does this feel good to me? Mm-hmm. Does this feel good to me? Does the direction I'm going in right now, does this feel good? I'm going to say that because you're going to take action. Obviously, it's part of the process of moving forward in the business. And if you just keep going, taking action, taking action, and taking action without any assessment of how it feels and how you're doing, checking in with yourself you could quickly find yourself completely off course and running a business. That's not what you envision. That's my Mm -hmm. story. That's my journey. Okay. So I've been there and I just wish someone would have said, would have said to me, Hey, Hey, Tiff, like, let's take a beat. Let's take a pause. Mm -hmm. Is this what you wanted? for your life, because it's obviously easier, easier to make these slight little pivots than it is to take a hard right or hard left. Once we've Mm -hmm. gotten so far down the road, it becomes much harder to pull back when you feel like you've already got all this time and money invested in something only to Mm -hmm. realize, Oh wait, that's not what I wanted. It still might happen and that's okay. But I would say create some sort of a, um, of an alert in your calendar that says, okay, quarterly, I'm going to sit down and I'm just going to journal and check in. How do I feel as a business owner? Does this, is this still feel in alignment with my visions and my dreams? Does my life look like I thought it would look like? And if
0: not, maybe what could I change or where did I get off course? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. There's a couple of things that popped up while you were talking. I think first of all, when it comes to business and again, everybody's different, but for me personally, I can get so much into my head. Mm -hmm. That I forget to check in with my heart and it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, I can push through this, but never really pause. Like, uh, does this actually feel good? Like, is this something that's, that brings me joy? Cause I, I, you know, the reason why we went into business for ourselves is to be able to do things our way, right? (laughs) Oh, the irony. (laughs) Yeah, But I love that, that you, you know, you said, you know, pick a, pick a, a time every three months where you're checking in with yourself. I think, I think that's great. I think the thing that popped up while you were talking is there's that quote, famous quote that says that a life uh, unexamined is not worth living or not, you know, and I think it's the same. This is true for a business and unexamined and not reflected on business is not necessarily worth building because as you said, you might wake up five, 10 years down the road and realize, oh my goodness, like, I don't want this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, so, 100%. and it's harder to make the pivot than, than, you know, if you were checking in regularly. I love that. It's funny. Cause I feel like, again, it's so unique, the perspective that you're coming from. Cause I think a lot of business coaches might have given me a different, mm-hmm. um, advice, but I love that because, you know, we're so much, the heart of our business and if we're not okay if we're not checking in um you know the business can only go so far and yeah. so
1: yeah it really yeah. does Im- impact everything when the when the boss when the business owner is unhappy or feels out of alignment um everything
0: kind of can go off the rails pretty quickly mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yeah. love it. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so as we're kind of shifting towards the end of of our interview, and I always like to ask um, questions of people that i'm I'm talking to. Yeah. Um, I just I love how differently you approach business and business coaching. Um, I would love to know where do you where do you feel like you zig when everybody else zags or where do you go against the grain? Mm. intentionally or unintentionally you're like nah, no everybody says that that's the trend i'm going to go this way <laughs> yeah oh gosh probably in more ways than i can count to be honest i've
1: always been a little bit cut from my own cloth and um and pretty um pretty headstrong when i have a vision when i have a desire i don't really i don't really think or second second you know have a bunch of doubts or second mm-hmm. think anything kind of go. Um, But I would say where I zig when some people zag is the best example, like tangible example of that is probably my membership, the Upleveler Society, because truth be told, I've structured it like a mastermind. And so I've had other business coaches sit me down and say, Tiffany, you're not charging enough money for this. And that created its own like existential crisis for me. But I had to come back. I I had to practice what I preach. I had to come back to my why and I had to sit with the idea that. Could I charge more? Absolutely, Uh, but that's not my vision. Mm -hmm. And my vision is to create a membership that is of really high caliber and quality, but is less than two hundred dollars a month. You know, definitely less than five figures, which is what I've paid for this type of thing in the past. And Mm so, um, so that's an area where I'm like kind of going against the grain. I would not be honest with you if I said I haven't had my second thoughts about it. I have. Um, but I just keep coming back to my vision and my vision is so much bigger than, you know, a $15,000 mastermind. My vision Mm -hmm. is a community of creative women who believe in themselves and feel united and no longer feel alone. And in order for me to reach the masses, like I want to map, like I want to reach, I feel really confident that my price point is where it needs to be. And and I Mm -hmm. want this to be an affordable thing. So, um, that's probably the most
0: tangible example I have Mm -hmm. for you though yeah, I love that. It's interesting because i was as I was browsing your website, I was like looking at your um, um well, I was gonna I wanted to say creatives unleashed, but the, it's the up level or society.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I was like, this very much looks like a mastermind. And I was like, um, uh, this is a great price point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you've done it intentionally. and and mm-hmm. I love that. Um yeah. there's a strategy behind it. and and I think that's what's important is I loved how you said several times. I'm just coming back to my vision. I'm coming back to my why. And I think that's a great place to always come back to. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Um, Okay. So given the fact that I am a speaking coach, the podcast is all about speaking. How have you seen uh, speaking in front of audiences, whether that's a virtual setting, being on a podcast um, uh, or speaking on an actual physical stage? How have you seen that? Impact your business.
1: Oh my goodness. I mean, communication is at the heart of what I do. So it is it, you know, it has been a game changer for me. Uh, we were sharing before we hit record about this event I had recently here in Nashville. And um, and I was just so honored, but you know, I'm up there speaking in front of this about 75 people, and I had eight women who joined the membership that night. That's the power of being able to get up there and tell your story and communicate how this can be beneficial to them. And so I'm very aware. I'm also a journalism major, a journalism mm-hmm. degree. So writing and using words was always something I really enjoyed and loved. Um, I would say it, you know, it's been a game changer for me. Like I launched my coaching business in the pandemic of 2020 through a masterclass that I had never, I had never held a masterclass on Zoom before. But I was always pretty confident on camera. I was always pretty confident as long as I was speaking about something I knew a lot about, mm-hmm. I'm good. You know, yeah. if you put me up there and I don't know anything about it, that's a different story. But if I'm confident about the topic and um and I've got a mic in my hand, I'm I'm usually pretty good. And mm-hmm. so um being able to share my story, being able to speak about what it is that I'm offering, whether that be like you said, through a podcast or a webinar or on a stage or even leading um masterclasses and even talking on Instagram stories. I mean, I mm-hmm. filled my first coaching container from an Instagram story, just, you know, talking about what it yeah. was I
0: was going to offer. So it's powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I definitely have seen it in my business and the people that I coach, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, as you said, communication is at the heart of what we do and, If we know how to communicate effectively, it's going to make all the difference. I also have seen this over and over again, that as soon as you take the stage and when I refer to stage, I I always want to clarify, it's no longer the old stage where Mm -hmm. it's a physical stage, wherever people can hear your voice, see you, um, it's really an accelerator for, for developing that no like, and trust factor. Like there's no faster way for you to establish rapport with people than actually stepping in front of an audience and saying, this is who I am. This is what I do. This is why I'm passionate. And this is how I can help you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's one of the, really the fastest ways to, to do that yeah, and it, it really can accelerate your business. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. And you are, you are a natural. I mean, I know you've, you've um, honed your speaking skills over the years, but I, when I was at the creatives unleashed uh, event, I mean, you're just such a natural, very conversational. And I think that's the best style of speaking where the audience doesn't feel like, Oh, there's a gap between us, but it's just, Yeah. yeah.
1: Thank you for that. It's so funny. I have very vivid memory back in my corporate days of work i was so when i worked at yamaha i have a very vivid memory of being at like a big corporate like yearly annual whatever forget what i don't use corporate jargon anymore but like our gathering of all the people that worked at yamaha (laughs) and i had been working on this report for my boss we we worked in the artist relations division and i've been working on this report for my boss that was basically like all of the numbers of how much how much like the reach from television and and all these things of our instruments to the world, right? So I've been gathering all this data and made this report for him, and he was supposed to present it in front of this room of mm-hmm. basically men in suits. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> what it was, and he was supposed to present it, and at the last minute, he was like, "Timmy, you do it." And I remember getting up there and the mic, the podium. You know, back in the day when the, <laughs> we were in a conference room at a hotel, I had a little podium. And I was would have been 27 years old, so I was pretty young. And I remember my voice was so shaky and I was just like, um, so it feels good (laughs) to be this far on the other side and to just like trust myself and trust my voice and trust that I know what I need to say. And and like you said, I've really come to the point where I just make
0: it conversational and and it makes it a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah. It comes through for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, final question. Um, I am a book nerd myself. Oh, yeah. I always love uh, to read a good book. Any books that you read recently that you would highly recommend? It can be an audio audiobook or a physical yep. book.
1: Yeah, I'm also a book nerd. I read a lot of business books and personal development books. Mm-hmm. So I've got several, but the most recent book I just finished was my mentor and friend, Julie Solomon's book, Get What mm-hmm. You Want. So good. Uh, Really, I think it's kind of an easy read. So don't Mm -hmm. be intimidated. Like you can pick it up and probably finish it in a couple of days. What I love about it, though, she gives you little action items. And she has a lot in the book about what we talked about a second ago, or at the top end of this, if you will, where we were talking about not being afraid of the word no.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, She has
1: a lot in her book on that. And I think it's just a powerful message that we need to absorb over and over and over again. So Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed it. Julie's book, Get What You Want.
0: Yeah. Um, I know know of her. I've never met her in person, but uh, she has a PR background, right? Like she's a PR expert. Yeah. That's how she
1: was on my radar years ago. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's um i have not read the book personally but it's been on my list i have an ongoing probably like a hundred hundreds of books on my <laughs> on my list my husband is like you need a third huge bookshelf like what are we gonna do where are we gonna put this i know and i don't know if you're like me but i like a hardback book mm-hmm. like i really like a physical
1: yeah. hardback book yeah. i'm always like i have like I'm sorry highlighting underlining.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah exactly exactly well, thank you. I appreciate you sharing your recommendation with us. And um, as we wrap up, where can people connect with you? Obviously, I'm going to have all the links and everything in the show notes. Um, but where would you like mainly for people to go and connect with you?
1: Sure. Uh, I'm very active on Instagram. I'm just at Tiffany Knapper. And then my website is filled with all of the good information.
0: So that's Tiffany Awesome. Awesome. We'll have those. Definitely. People can just click on it and connect with you. But thank you so much for being here. This was so fun. fun. I I could talk (laughs) to you for hours about all this stuff. So thank you. (laughs) Absolutely. I feel uh, so privileged that you came and chatted with me and you shared with my audience. I I know they're going to love it. And I wish you all the best. I know that somewhere, I think we're going to collaborate somewhere. Like I'll find the way. (laughs) We're definitely going to collaborate. And
1: when I get the uh, opportunity to speak on some bigger stages, I'll be calling you for some coaching. There you go.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Tiffany, for being here. I really appreciate you.
1: Thank you.